Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. A place to run, a place to hide. People are leaving the cities to live off the grid if they want. People have had it with the cities. They've had it with government takeover of your rights. And people just want a wholesome family life. So where can you go? We're going to be speaking with somebody today who's talking about many people who are thinking like this and are trying to build communities all around uh, certain parts of the United States, and we'll be talking with her as she tells us whatever she's able to on the air. And uh, I want to say hello to everybody who's listening in from all over the world. It's really, really great to see you here. We have from all over the United States, um, Israel, of course, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia. Wow, Australia, my heart goes out to you, living under the tyranny you're living under. Call me, <laughs> write me. I, maybe I'll put you on the air. You can tell us what it's like down there. Uh, the Netherlands, Hong Kong, Nigeria, Ghana, and other places as well. It's really nice to see you all here listening in. Again, we're going to be speaking about homesteading and survival retreat communities. And we're going to be talking about Jewish people in the United States who are also going to be making a community. So because if you're Jewish, if you're a religious Jew, you need to be with other Jews because you need to uh, pray in a quorum of at least 10 men. You want to be around other people. You're celebrating holidays. You're buying kosher food, etc. And so, of course, people want to be around other people who are like-minded. So if you're Jewish and you're looking to perhaps leave the city leave your lifestyle, be a little bit more independent and not so dependent on the government, on uh, regular electricity and power and where you can go and where, if you have to wear a mask, etc. all these things, you're going to want to listen to the show. You're going to want to share this show as well. All right, so we're going to be going to a break. When we get back, we'll be speaking with our guest who's going to be talking to us about establishing a homestead and survival retreats or survival retreat communities. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom. I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. We are back here at the Tamar Yuna Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're going to be speaking with our guest today, 
whose name is Zahava. I'm not giving out her last name. People have to keep a low profile in what uh, she's doing. She's part of a small but growing movement of Jewish families that are making the decision to leave the cities and move to rural areas of America in order to establish homestead and survival retreat communities. Now, before I go into the show, I want to say that there is something like that happening, something similar happening here in Israel as well. And I'm going to track them down. I've already heard about it. I'm going to track them down and I'm going to try to get them on uh, the show as well so people here in Israel can find out about it. Now, they can be reached through their email at jewishhomestead at pm.me. I will put that email address up on the page where the show is podcasted after we go live. So let me just read to you a little bit about what we're talking about today. Jewish Homestead and Survival Retreat Community. Are you interested to learn more about a unique opportunity to purchase land and become part of a Jewish Homestead Survival Retreat Community? Given the current social, economic, and political climate in the world, many in the Jewish community have expressed concerns about living in large metropolitan cities, most of which are located in states with questionable political leadership. While there have been some Jewish groups who have chosen to move and create new housing subdivisions, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to stop there because I want to put my guest on the air. And again, as I said, we have joining us Zahava, who knows all about it. Welcome to the show, Zahava. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you on. It's a very interesting initiative you're doing. And so uh, where would you like to start? Well, I can start from the beginning. Um, Approximately two years ago, it's really sad to say that this has been going on for about two years now. Um, We, uh, myself and several others, noticed what was happening, um, namely with COVID, and um, something that had been in the back of our minds for a while sort of moved to the forefront, and um, we decided to make some concrete, concrete steps, some choices, and um, make some changes. We know that in, uh, in the greater community of America, at least, I don't know about Israel, but in America, there's been a movement um, in the Christian community and um, just in the secular community at large in America to sort of have these more homestead, some might call them survival retreat type places, um, be more independent, um, and more self-sufficient, but not really in the Jewish community a lot. And um, usually that comes about where people will say, well, I'm gonna make Aliyah. And that's pretty much as much as we might do. But when COVID started is when myself and, and several others, as we kept speaking about it, we said, well, now we need to make some some steps, some concrete moves. And, and we did that. And um, it's been about two years of uh, really searching and trying to find the right uh, opportunity, the right property, the right location, the right people, the right circumstances. And it was a, uh, 
it was an organic movement. Um, and um, we did find that. We met a lot of people along the way. We've made a lot of wonderful friends, um, both Jewish and Christian, um, people that we never would have met otherwise, people that have come into our lives and are, you know, now we call them friends and as close as to family as they could possibly be. Um, and it's been a great experience. Uh, we've all grown uh, with this. So you did this be- because of the rioting that was going on during the the Trump administration yeah. when the Democratic cities like San Francisco and, and uh, in uh, Seattle, uh, Washington, et cetera, and, and, uh, and Wisconsin, et cetera, when, when you saw these cities going up on fire and... Well, or- it wasn't just that. That was one of the many reasons. There was there was that. There was, you know, large-scale economic change we knew was coming. Um, that was pretty apparent even before this. And, and then, of course, there's the political and social upheaval that's been happening. Um, I don't know how much your audience understands the... Um, the the very real sea change that has been going on in politics um, with a undercurrent of a Marxist agenda, as some people term it, um, a leftist agenda, progressive, whatever it is we want to call it, um, moving away from democratic principles that are the underpinning of America and moving away from the Constitution and the rule of law so um, it's, it's been happening for a while. And between the riots, between the change in our economic underpinnings, um, our educational system, our health system, and we started to notice that with COVID when people were denied legitimate medical care that many doctors, many doctors were begging to provide. And they were forced to allow their patients to die. And it was heartbreaking for many of them because their hands were tied. And so when we saw all of this as a totality, there was within the Jewish, uh, Jewish friends, they all said, well, we're gonna make Aliyah. <laughs> and then unfortunately for most of us, we had to take a very hard look at Israel. And we had to say, well, maybe this isn't the right time for that. Maybe as much as we love Israel and as much as we would love nothing more than to make our home there, maybe we are going to need to simply move out of the cities and find a more conducive rural area in America. And, um, establish a homestead, a survival retreat, a bug out, whatever it is we want to call it. Um, There are some, it's sort of, it depends upon where people are. Some locations, it's maybe two, three, four, five families, and they might be in rural Pennsylvania. They might be in upstate New York. And then there's others who are more like 24 families, you know, 30 families, um, they're, they're going like to Florida, but they might be a particular hashkafa, a particular religious group with a particular rabbi. Um, they're going to adhere to certain 
um, food restrictions, clothing restrictions, schools and things like that. And so they have moved to a different state like Florida. They've gotten out of New York or New Jersey. And it's not a homestead, but it is um, for them, at least more rural. And then maybe for others, it it's not so much a particular hashkafa, a particular rabbi that they're following, but it's maybe three, four, five families, and they do want land where they could have animals and they could grow their own food and be more independent. Um, and there are some uh, groups, um, like uh, some that are that I'm have. Uh, become acquainted with along the way, like one that is in Florida, and they are also a homestead group um, with not a particular Hushkafa, but they are Orthodox. They lean Hushkafa is like an outlook, uh, I yeah, guess you can outlook, it Sorry. Um, they lean a little more towards the Chabad. Okay, um, I think we're getting into too much detail for our listeners um, that aren't familiar with this world. But basically, okay. there are Jews who want to be with their own type of communities, yes. perhaps their own rabbis. Yes. They want to move into uh, a little bit more off the grid or at least into a, a yes. place where they can feel more independent and less dependent upon uh society if anything yeah. goes wrong okay so uh so these people that are doing this i, I can you tell us I, again don't answer anything you don't feel comfortable with i understand that you want to keep a lot of this very, really under the covers because it's a sensitive situation but like approximately how many people have bought into this already well um i know i mean i know of multiple smaller family groups where they might be three or four families and they're dotted all throughout Pennsylvania and New York. Some might be in Ohio. Some have been in North Carolina. Um, some have been in Georgia. Uh, then I know of one group that's in Florida. And they are, um, uh, they're actually, uh, they have a website. Um, and I'd be happy for you to put that up as well for, for your listeners. Um, and they're, they have I think they had said they had 24 lots available. Okay. Do you know the website there. offhand? Oh, yeah. It's um, Samaic Living at gmail.com. Can you spell S -A -M -S -A -M -E -A -C -H L-I-V-I-N-G -L -I -V -I -N -G at gmail.com. Uh, that's, that's, an, that's an email. It's not a website. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, so, right. They have an email and that's how you reach them. Uh, and they're, they are Florida. Um, other places I have um, been in contact with people who are in the American readout area, which is um, that's uh, Iowa. I'm, I'm sorry. That's Idaho and Oregon and Montana. So what about in that area? Uh -huh. There are Jews who are out there and then there's some in Texas, some in, in um, you know, different Okay, hang states. on. We have to go to a break. But again, it's sameachliving at gmail.com. We'll post that. We'll be right back. Yes. Shalom, everybody. Making a difference often takes just one moment and one person at a time. I am Orly Benny Davis, your show host on Israel News Talk Radios from Jerusalem with love. You'll be hearing people talking about politics, religion, social issues, and making a better tomorrow. Join me, Orly Benny Davis, 
Forgotten Country. From Jerusalem with love. Wednesdays on Israel News Talk Radio. All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yunus Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're talking about people who are opting out of the cities and want to establish a homestead and survival retreat communities. This is what they want to do. They've had it with the city. They've had it with being under um, the whims of politicians who close you down, lock you down, wear the mask, Etc. Etc. People just want to be free as they used to be. They want to be able to raise their family in a wholesome place. And also, if they're far away from the big cities, they're not bothering anyone either. And these are uh, upstanding, good citizens. And we're talking to a Jewish woman today who's who's uh, helping to establish Jewish communities, specifically Jewish communities. Although there are Christian communities as well, people who are leaving the cities. And our guest today is Zahava. And Zahava, I wanted to ask you. So, people who are interested and in say, you know what, I've had enough of the city, enough of being told what to do. I want want to have a little bit of land around my house. I want to get back to nature. I want to raise my kids so they know what a, a tree is, <laughs> etc. Um, and they want to come out. What are they looking at? In other words, like approximately how much money would it cost? And if they're away from the city, how do they make a living and continue? Well, so I, I can speak for our um, location, and then also for some other locations where I've spoken with the uh, the other people. So it it depends upon you know what your idea of what you have to have is. You know, there's wants and needs. So if you're moving out of the city and you're moving to a more rural area, then um, your cost of living is is overall lower. Um, you know, your taxes are going to be tremendously lower. Um, and you don't need all of these bells and whistles that you think you need. Um, our land, you know, uh, is, is going to be a lot cheaper than land in a big city. And depending upon how many acres somebody wants, um, you know, that'll factor into their cost. Uh, with us, we would be building a home. Um, other places where it's three or four Jewish families that are moving near each other together, they're buying existing homes that might have five acres, 10 acres, 20 acres each. Um, for us, we have properties that vary from, uh, I mean, people in our community have five acres, some have 10, one family even has 40. Um, so, you know, we, we have a, a wide mix within our group. Um, other groups also have between two, three, 20 acres as well. And so how so, much, how much, if somebody just wants to have, let's say a couple of acres or even one acre and a house, is the house <laughs> built already or they have to build their own homes? Well, so I can, um, with us, I guess with us, I'll focus on that. We, we would have land and then however many acres the, the family wants, because maybe they want to have cattle or they just want to have goats and chickens, or they just want to, you know, grow fruits and vegetables. It depends upon what they're looking for. And then they can build a home. Um, you can build a barn dominium. Uh, that's really cool. Look that up. It's like condominium, but barn dominium. 
and uh, someone could build um, concrete construction. They could build, you know, a regular, any sort of house they want. And overall, when I've spoken with contractors, we're looking at less than two hundred thousand wow. dollars. And you could have a, I mean, just for the just for the barn dominium, we're probably talking about a hundred thousand dollars, and that gets you your own well and your own septic and a 2,300 square foot barn dominium, which you can make that however many bedrooms and baths you wanted it on, you know, then it's how many acres do you want, you know? And um, it's it's just up to people, you know, um, how fancy do they want it to be? And what about schooling uh, for your kids, education? So, so this is the part that for a lot of the people who are who are moving out, they don't want the current schooling because it's mandatory vaccines or mandatory masks or mandatory sit at home and work on a computer and stare at a screen. So instead, either the families are choosing to homeschool or if they want, we can have a small community school. We do have teachers who are prepared, you know, if they want it or tutors. I mean, school isn't just sitting there and staring at four walls all day and let's test you on something on, you know, Give me back the answer that I want to hear. School, when when you're thinking outside of the box, um, school is also applying what you've learned. And you're doing that by, you know, taking care of your animals, by understanding, you know, what's the volume of the, you know, uh, shed and how much hay can we fill the shed with? So how many bales of hay are we going to need? You know, so, so it's, it's one of those things that um, education is an education for life, not an education for a test. So are you and saying that people need to homeschool basically, or are you saying well, that? Not, th- not necessarily with our community, at least it's up, it's up to the families. Some of them want to homeschool and then some of them are, looking more towards sort of a, a quasi, they may have part of the time they're homeschooling and for other things, they're using a tutor or we can have a community school. It just depends on what our community wants. No one's required to do anything. Every community is a little different. Some places, the children are all going to a specific school with a specific curriculum, and that's what the families want. Hmm. Interesting. And okay. And so what about making a living? I mean, even if you're living off the land completely, let's say that someone's able to have their goats mm -hmm. and and also farm, but you still have to pay taxes. You still have to buy clothes, etc. Yes. So even farmers now, if in America, they aren't exclusively farmers, they also have other jobs. So with our, our community, um, Everyone still has jobs, even those of us who are, are looking more towards, well, we might grow fruits and vegetables and sell them to the local um, community in some way, or we might grow animals, or we might, the different things that we've thought of that we're going to do. But then also, there's lots of husbands and wives who work from home. You know, many jobs have now gone online so they could do it online in a rural area as as easily as in a city um many still travel for their work um that's entirely possible to do 
And um, also many people have decided, hey, I'm just going to retrain myself. I can do a, a job in a local small town. I can start a new career. Um, but if you've, like one family I spoke with, they can sell their home and then they will have enough cash to buy their land, build a new home, still have money left over. They don't have a mortgage anymore. Mm -hmm. They're not going to pay $20,000 a year for each of their children to go to Jewish day school. Mm -hmm. And their taxes are cut by at least a third. Everything about their cost of living has just drastically been reduced. They're going to have a better quality of life and they can keep a job. So they're happy um, and no one's forcing anyone to wear a mask or vaccinate or um, teaching their children something that they don't agree with. Um, if they want to vaccinate, they can. That's their choice. That's the beauty of, you know, medical freedom is you have a choice in things. Mm -hmm. So it's. Um, so I, I'm know. assuming that you haven't moved yet. Is that correct? Oh, I'm happy. No, I've moved. Oh, you've moved. Okay, so it's actually working. Yes, it's we're a, uh -huh. we're actually um, we're actually working at uh, building that. We've got builders. We have contractors. We've got roads. We have a bridge. Um, and you don't have any trouble from the local government. The local. No. no. It's, it's all okay. Yes. Okay. So every you know every state in America is different. Um, and, and, you know, each state has their own governor and their, and, you know, each locality will have a mayor and, and different rules and laws. I can only speak for where we are. Um, we've had absolutely no trouble. And that's part of the reason why we chose where we did choose. We wanted to find laws of our state that are um, conducive. They have you know, medical, religious, philosophical exemptions for vaccines, that they have um, home midwife births that are legal. The hospitals and the businesses are very, very um, supportive of medical choice. Um, low crime, low population, a lot less regulation. We wanted someplace that had a low cost of living. Um, some place that also had very good laws that were conducive to home schools and private schools, um, not too far of a driving distance to larger, already established Jewish populations, um, really good growing seasons, uh, really great um, uh, rainfall, um, you know, all so, that. So, Hava, do you feel... Do you feel safe there, though? I mean, you're oh, yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. What happens yes. if some, I mean, I don't know where you are. I don't know what state you're in. And you don't have to say if you don't want to. It's fine. But like, what if you have some troublemakers who come and start uh, saying, oh, here's an easy hit, you know? Well, you know, so that's the interesting part about being in a little more rural area. Everybody knows everybody. And, and already our, our uh, country neighbors send us text messages and they introduce themselves and everybody knows who's out there. Um, uh, and the local sheriff, we've introduced ourselves and uh, we've spoken with the mayor. We've, you know, point blank asked, is it going to be a problem that we're a little bit different? We're Jewish and is that gonna be a problem? And they've all sort of said, why would that be a problem? Okay. Very interesting. Very nice. All right. We have to take a break again, everybody. We're going to be right back for our last segment here at Israel News Talk Radio. 
speaking with people who are making their own homesteads, their own uh, survival retreat communities. We'll be right back. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. We're back at the Tamar Yona Show here on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're talking about leaving the cities, making a home, establishing a homestead, and survival retreat communities. Our guest is Zahava, and she is establishing or helping to establish and is part of a community, a Jewish community for Jews to be able to be together, although Christians are doing this as well, making their own communities as well, uh, for Jews who want to get out of the city, who want to get out of the un- being under the thumb of, um, may I say, insane mayors like de Blasio, who is now forcing every kid to get this experimental concoction shot into their arm, and there's no proof at all. In fact, data leads the other way, that it doesn't prevent infection anyway. It doesn't prevent spreading it. All it could do at best is to make some symptoms easier for people. Uh, But we've seen the devastation that it's caused other people who have been terribly affected by this vaccine, but that's for another show. All right. Uh, Zahava, I wanted to get back to the Jewish homestead that you're making and people who want to join, they just email you at jewishhomestead at pm.me and or sameachliving at gmail.com? That's two different groups. Sameachliving at gmail.com. That's a friend of mine. She's in the Florida area and they have their homestead. And then we are Jewish homestead at pm.me. Okay. And we're different. Um, everybody's different. Okay. So they can write you and then what would happen? They, you, you give them um, well, a brochure so, or what? Yes. Once someone uh, emails us, we send them some information. And then once they've read the information, if they're interested, they'll you know, write us back, give us their phone number, we'll reach out to them, we'll have a Zoom, myself and my partner, Nahama, as well as other people within our community, we have to interview everyone. And then after they're interviewed, after we do some background checks, then um, if they're still interested, uh, they come out and they can see the property and we can discuss things and, and then they 
generally that's when they decide we want to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to that point, they're pretty serious. So and from the, some, sorry, go ahead. For some people, you know, where we're located doesn't work or the way that we're doing things doesn't work and that's fine. And so my, my partner, Nahama and I, we do also offer um, a service to create other homestead survival retreat um, communities in other parts of rural America. And so we offer professional guidance and assistance to help other groups accomplish that as well. Because okay. we think that everyone needs to find a location that works for them, whether they're Jewish, whether they're Christian, whether they're a Sikh, a Muslim, a whoever it is, they need to find what's going to work for them and their family and their community. Okay, so let's say somebody living in New York City says, I've had enough, I want to leave, I want to go live on, you know, more naturally, I want to take my family away from these, uh, you know, societies that we don't really care for so much. And how long does the whole process take until they, from the time that they contact you from the time that they're actually living there? Uh, well, depending upon how long it takes us to meet with them and go through everything, they could, you know, within a few weeks, they could have their, uh, we could, you know, maybe a month or so have their land and then they could start building. We've spoken with builders. Uh, We have them lined up, ready to go. And just however long that process takes. So if somebody doesn't want to wait for a house to be built, can they just take a camper or something out there in the meantime or a tent? We we actually, yes, we have a few families and uh, we've gone down the process of what they can do. Um, there are families who do this and they might be there in an RV as people are building. Some people have discussed, um, go ahead and just get a trailer, um, a mobile home, a caravan, I think is what Mm -hmm. it's called in Israel and just sort of live in that while someone's having their, their property built. And that could take six months or a year to be built, maybe depending upon what they're building. Right. So, oh, sure. Any option is fine. Let me ask you this. You're, uh, you're there. Um, somebody has to be able to be responsible for taking out the garbage, you know, municipality things that have to be done. Um, who is in charge? So we live in a county and the, the county does have garbage pickup. Um, but for a, a lot of this, you don't have a lot of garbage because we're composting and, and it's rural and you just don't have a lot of junk. Okay, but still, who's like who's taking charge of the community? Do you have like a mayor? I mean, there has to be some no. type of of uh, structure. If if one neighbor gets into a fight with another neighbor, or something has to be done for the whole community, there has to be some type of you know. No, well, we we don't so much have like a leader. I guess there there are some basic uh, HOA type of rules or community rules about you know, minor things. Um, like what? But, uh, well, you um, can't put like a cell tower in your backyard because we don't want the 5G cell towers. Um, we're not having any Airbnbs. Um, we're not renting out our homes for vacationers. So if someone's not there full time, they understand maybe for them, it is their vacation home, but they can't then turn around and rent it out. And yes, you do have to take your garbage out and you do have to take care of things. But, um, you know, we're not that, uh, you know, 
we're not that picky about it because it's mm-hmm. your 20 acres and you can do whatever you want with it. I see. Um, so, but, you know, if, so if you don't take care of it, you'll be hungry. <laughs> right. So people can actually not commit to live there full time. They can just buy there and have a vacation home there. Well, we have, we're sort of like a third, a third and a third. We have a third that are building to live permanently and immediately a third that are building and they've sort of, psychologically for them, this will be my vacation home. And when things get really bad, I'll move out here. And everyone says the same thing. When they mandate my child have the vaccine at the school, I'm leaving. And so that's for them. Pretty much everybody down the list has said the same thing. They'll put up with a lot, but it's their children. That's where they draw the line. And then the other third, which really isn't a third, it's more like a fourth, they're like, well, I, I'm the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. I want to know that I have this land and I'm going to put my RV and my whatever emergency thing on there. And if something got really bad, I'll go out there and then I'll build something. So those are their survival retreat. Everybody else, it's a homestead. And, um, with what's happening with de Blasio and the different private schools in New York and probably New Jersey at some point, we suspect the, uh, the vacation people will be permanent. Interesting. And how are the kids getting along? I mean, they were in school with 30 kids maybe in a class, and now they're kind of like, if you got, if you got 20 acres or even two acres, it's still, you're far from your neighbor. How are they getting along all of a sudden? Well, we don't, they're not out here yet because we're still building. So they're going to be out here, but they've all met. Many of them have met. Many of them are friends already. Um, We have four, I believe it's four uh, relatives. I guess we have a couple of different groups where it's brothers and sisters who are purchasing as well. Uh, You know, they're going to live near each other. So these would be cousins, Um, we have some that have very large families. I actually spoke with, uh, two families who want to join us and their friends and their kids are all friends and, um, they have very large families. Um, and then we have others who are neighbors in certain States and, you know, they're, Hmm. It's just sort of different. Each group, we have people from all over America. So how, how many groups do you think there are like this for the Jewish people? There's a lot. For there's the Jewish a people. Lot. There's a lot yeah? more than you think. Hmm. Yes. It's just no one's really talked about it. And most of it has been three, four, maybe five families doing this. And and then there's all, the only other groups that are doing it in a large scale aren't homestead as much as they are a particular rabbi and they move out of the city and they're going to a suburb type place in Mm -hmm. Florida or Texas or something. And now we've got it. I'm going to say between two and probably four homestead type where we're, uh, I mean, currently we're at 13 um, homestead families and we're growing and then the other homestead that we are friendly with, they they are they have up to twenty four. They have space for up to twenty four families. Wow, you know, so it's 
it's a it's a growing movement. So let me give out the email again. If anybody wants to get in touch, you can uh, just email Jewish Homestead at pm like mother dot me m e. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll also put up the other link for the Sameach Living at gmail.com as well. People can find out uh, more about it, what's established already, or if they want to establish something in their area, how to establish, etc. Zahava, I wish you the best of luck, safety, happiness, joy, and uh, for everybody in your community and in your endeavors. Thank you. I appreciate it and be well. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for being with us on the show. If you have any comments or questions, you can also email me or email us at the station. Uh, Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And I'll be happy to pass any letters on to Zahava if you want me to as well. Thank you for being with us. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candle lighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.